following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on the statewide Wednesday broadcast, the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, yours and mine, and our guests, which today include Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook and also online for the latest Lions and draft coverage year-round with Draft Wire and Lions Wire. Uh, we're also taking your comments and questions about the Lions and Tomorrow night's round one. You can drop those on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. Our focus now is on that second first round pick that sits at 18. Uh, Jeff, uh, movement last year surprised us, away, or surprised us with how they moved up to get Jamison. Williams. Yeah, nobody had that. No, 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 ever. <laughs> no one. Uh, that goes back to what you said about Dorsey and keeping things quiet and uh, Holmes not uh, letting out his strategy. So is there a player, let's just say they stay at six right now, whether yep. they get Witherspoon or Carter or Wilson or Anderson fall to them. At 18, who would they move up to get? That they covet that you think they would want that could be a similar Moved to JMO a year ago. Yeah, let me let me paint it this way. If they take a non cornerback at number six, I can absolutely see them moving up to take Devon Witherspoon uh, with with eighteen and one of their second round picks to move up to eleven or twelve or something like that. That absolutely makes sense to me, and that that's a conversation that I have had um, with people who claim to know things about the Lions, let's put it that way. I don't know if they do or not, but that, that is absolutely plausible that they would do that. If Peter Skaronsky, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern, but see, this is the thing. It's a good, it's a good year to need offensive line. It's a great year to need running backs. It's also a really good year to need cornerbacks. So you're looking at, they would have to want one specific guy. I don't know if Peter Skaronsky is that guy. I do think that Devon Witherspoon is that guy. I don't think you're going to hear a lot of a lot of buzz about Christian. Like Christian Gonzalez is a very good player, very good cornerback. I don't think he fits the Lions all that well, and I think they think that too. And some of that is just based on like when we're at the combine. Those of us who were in the the Pro Football Writers Association, we have to transcribe their interviews. I had to do Gonzalez's interview, and I'm like, this guy, like that. Listening to him talk and then listening to Deontay Banks from Maryland, who's a, absolutely an option at 18, the way they talked about the way they see the game and the way they play the game, like Banks is like, he, he is absolutely cut from the same cloth, to borrow their expression, as Brad Campbell and, and or Brad, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Christian Gonzalez is more of a guy, I use the line, I use the line from, from the, the absolutely classic movie Point Break. When uh, Lori Petty's character looks at Keanu Reeves' character and says, it looks like you're doing this for a school project or something. That's absolutely the impression that you get from watching Christian Gonzalez. It's like, he's he's like, it's not that passion to it. It's like, he's really good at it because he's he's 
a ridiculous athlete. I mean, his sister was a Colombian hurdler. He, he, he's this high because of his speed. Let's be honest. Yeah, and and there's just not like they asked him who the most difficult player that he faced was. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know the names. I just know numbers. But the the, the big guy from USC, like. Which one? Yeah, he never stood out. I watch a lot of Oregon football, and I look at guys who stand out, who make plays. And I'm not a big Christian Gonzalez fan. Like he, he's a good player, and I think he's going to be good. And I, I think Atlanta's going to take him at, at eight, uh, or the Raiders could take him at seven. And I, I don't hate that for them at all. But it's like a four two nine or four three forty, right? He, he's, like that. he's a very and he talked, and I I did like this about his interview. He talked about how good he is at film study, and how you might fool him once, but you're not going to fool him twice. And that shows on film too. And there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh, maybe he's a little bit soft, doesn't care about the." I don't. I don't think that he's he's dispassionate about the run, but I just don't think he's that great at it. Um, it it's not natural to him to want to go and get in somebody's face and and jam them and disrupt them and get in their head. He's not a guy who's ever going to win mind games with a wide receiver. Like you think about Steve Smith, the former Panther wide receiver. Like he would, he'd give it back and would get an edge on cornerbacks because he could get in their head. I would worry that that would happen with Christian Gonzalez. I have no worries about that with Joey Porter Jr. or or Deontay Banks or or Devon Witherspoon or or even some of the guys that are later than that. That's 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 my read on Gonzalez. I don't know that the Lions share that. That's just my read on him, and I, I he's going to be long gone by eighteen. He could conceivably be the number six pick. I can't rule it out, but I, I don't see the Lions liking him that much. Yeah, so you look at the Lions sitting at 18, and man, you know, between six and 18, when you look at all the mock drafts and you look at Lion Wire and Draft Wire and your mocks, uh, there's a lot of talent there between six and 18, and J-Mo was that move up and the wow factor. Yeah. I don't know if I see a wow factor on that move up Unless you took Witherspoon, and all of a sudden you could trade up to get to eight and still get Carter or you know yeah that, somebody that, dropped a, or a quarterback and that again Hendon Hooker I'm looking he's in the first round of most mocks now coming off that knee injury he is. at Tennessee so I, Lions don't need a quarterback but could they look at having these two first rounders which one is a bonus because the Rams had that god awful season nobody saw coming. Uh, could they take a flyer on him at 18? And they are the perfect spot to do that because they don't need him in 2023. Remember, he's coming off that ACL. He he's on the JMO time schedule, so you're going to get him November ish. So maybe they could take him. He recovers. He gets a few snaps, and then right. he gambles on college football. <laughs> and they lose him for six games. <laughs> I mean, think about, think about Jamison Williams. Dude, yeah. I mean, you look at oh, the, man. the games missed because of injury, and now because of the six game suspension. There, the, we we tend we're to not lo- going to see a full year from him until his third year in the NFL, and that's if he avoids injury. Yeah, and we're t- and that's that's what the Packers have gone through with Jordan Love, and how's that gone for them? You know, that's oh, we're going to get to the Rodgers. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, we, we, we for the we, Jets. We can't avoid that one. But but eighteen right now. If 18? it stays at eighteen, who's your? Player of choice and your mocks you've done at Lions Wire yeah. and Draft Wire. Who who's the right pick at eighteen if the Lions stay at eighteen in the first round? So again, if they haven't taken a corner, I'm taking Deontay Banks. If they have taken a corner, I'm looking at 
what they would do. They would they would consider Lucas Van Ness there from Iowa if he's on the board. The guy who didn't start at Iowa. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Iowa fans get all uppity about this. The fact, oh, we start our seniors. We play them all the time. Like, yeah, that's nice. But I, I want a guy that starts. Just me. Um, and I, I, I fully understand. I can hear the Hawkeye fans screaming at their at their steering wheels. But if he's that good, you're going to start him. Um, you're going to make an exception for a player that talented. Uh, I can see them taking an offensive lineman there, whether it's Osiris Torrance, the, the guard out of Florida, whether it's Darnell Wright, whether it's uh, Peter Skaronsky, Um We've talked about this on the Detroit. I don't think Skaronsky would drop to 18. I don't either, but we have had this conversation on the Detroit Lions podcast. Like, if one of the linemen falls unexpectedly, it's going to be Skaronsky just because he's you're projecting him to move at positions, and you don't always take guards in the first round unless you're Bob Quinn. You take tackles in the first round, and I don't think that a lot of teams view him as a tackle. So it's just something to watch. I'm not predicting that he's going to be there, but that's that's something to consider. Uh, I love Brian Branch. The safety, uh, calling him a, a safety is disingenuous because Alabama played him. They played him at star. They played him at money. They played him at free. Um, if you don't know what those positions basically are. basically a linebacker, yes. right? Money is their linebacker. Star is their slot. Um, they played him at a single high safety or a split safety, which is what the Lions do. He played an outside corner his freshman year. Like This guy can do a little bit of everything. I happen to think he's going to the New England Patriots because he's got Bill Belichick written all over him. But if he doesn't, he vaults to the top of the list of who I want them to take, even if they take a corner at six, because he is your replacement, your insurance for Tracy Walker coming back. And look, they just lost C.J. Moore. I know nobody talks about that because of its J-Mo, but their safety depth chart is pretty darn thin right now. They can use that, and they can use that versatility. He is... He can learn behind uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson for a year and then step into that exact position. And when C.J. Gardner-Johnson gets $15 million a year next year, you don't have to pay that to him because you got a successor in place. I like that idea. Uh, beginning at 18, on most mock drafts, you start to see the run on tight and the, the top-shelf tight ends like Mayor from Notre Dame. You yeah. start to see uh, the receivers, Quentin Johnson, TCU, right? Uh, that 18 to 28 in most of these mocks... A lot of tight ends and wide receivers go. Yeah. You lost J-Mo for six games. You really don't know yet what you're going to get from J-Mo because you haven't seen uh, an entire year. If there is a playmaker, because we talked earlier yeah. in hour one about who are the touchdown makers, game changers for the Lions, could they grab a tight end or wide receiver at 18? It would surprise me, but you can't rule it out. Uh, and I think if they're going to do that, I think they would be going after the wide receiver because I, they do like James Mitchell's potential at tight end. And they like the – I should say – I've been told they like the tight end class a lot. Uh, and that's something that I was told before smoke season began uh, back down in Mobile at the, at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> I talked to a, a, an actual Lions employee there. Is that cannabis like, or football on smoke season? <laughs> we do got to – it we, is we, legal in the state. We need to uh, – we, we, we just had 420, We need to quantify too. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they do like the tight ends and 18, and that's where, again, you did trade Hawk. Yeah. Uh, I'm asking you, Jeff, and we talked would, before the I, show. I, yeah, I, I said, who are the who are the go to touchdown makers on this Lions roster right now? And that's tough to find. That, that, that and that's frightening. If you're if we're talking about this team being NFC North worthy, a champion worthy, 
or uh, winning playoff games, let alone just getting to the playoffs, you've got to have at least one game changer on offense. Right. And you hope that Amon Ross St. Brown is that, but that's not exactly what he does. Like, he's he's great, but he's not a guy that's like, he's not what Cooper Cup is for the Rams. He's not what DK Metcalf is for the Seahawks. Like, a guy that you, when you need a play down the stretch and everybody in the stadium knows the ball is going to him and he makes the play anyways, Amon Ra is not quite that guy. Like, he could be, and he could emerge into that, and, it, and that'd be great, but they don't have that guy. Would they take it at 18? That's, that's asking a lot, though, man, because they've invested a lot in, in the weapons that they do have. And uh, I, I, I think they... I think they could ride with Marvin Jones and Kayleef Raymond for the six games and find out that they might have that guy anyways. Uh, but, yeah, the, the wide receivers are tough in this one because they're, all the guys have a yeah but. Like, Quentin Johnson, very big guy, good playmaker, but he played at TCU in a offense that helped him a lot, uh, and and he has a drop rate of 15%. You go to Zay Flowers, Great playmaker. Was in college, yeah. Uh, but he's five foot ten with tiny arms. They already have the tiny guys. Yeah, they they already have that. And and he's an outside receiver that everybody wants to project into the slot. When he said, and I stood in front of him at the combine when he said it, "Stop putting me in the slot, dude. I'm I'm outside. Like I played seventy five percent of my reps outside. I'm staying there." Uh, you, you look at Jackson Smith and Jigba. Great player at Ohio State. Ohio State people will tell you that he was the best receiver of the of that entire group that they've had, excluding Marvin Harrison Jr., who could be the number one overall pick. Better next than year. Wilson too, who's who, yes. who had a great who's, year. Who's the, the NFL, NFL rookie of the year last year? Yes, they say he's better than that, but he's coming off of an injury. He is very redundant skill wise with what Amon Ross St. Brown does. Do you need two of those guys or do you want a little variety? And there's not that speed burner separator. Uh, Flowers might be the closest to it, right? Yeah. The, I mean, there's, you get, you get, what about Mary the tight end if he's there? I did see one of the mocks that the Packers traded up to grab him at 13. Uh, he, he's a touchdown guy. I mean, you're, he's a very good player. But right, so you're red zone with the Lions, right? As is. Let's say yeah. they don't take uh, in the first round. Maybe they grab some second, third round to help tight end yeah. wide receiver. But at least right now, looking at it, who's your red zone go to guy for a TD when you need it to beat the Vikings on the road? If you're golf, you're probably looking at Amon Ra. You're, you're, I'm talking first six games without Jamo. Yeah, you're looking at Amon Ra. You're looking at maybe getting David Montgomery involved. You're hoping that DeAndre Swift mm. has his head on right and can get on the field. Mm. The, yeah, there's there's, there's not, some leaps of faith there. I will, I will just say this about tight end. We talked about how difficult. I'm fine it, with their tight ends. I'm just talking yeah, about yeah. hands and, and a and a uh, yeah. Who they who they going to go to? Who, who, who they going to go to? That's where I'm. That's why with. Quentin Johnson, and I don't know about his fifteen percent uh, drop rate, but you know uh, that's uh, better than some of the. He looked very athletic against an athletic Michigan team. He he, he can make good plays, uh, and he's I like him a lot. I really do. Uh, you're going to talk about uh, you can get a guy like Cedric Tillman out of of Tennessee in the second round. Jonathan Mingo. I'm, out of I'm Ole fine Miss. with that. I, there, it's yeah. deep enough with tight ends and wide receivers that you're going to get somebody. I yeah. think in that second round. I, yeah. Just on, on the first round tight end, though, like we talked about how Devon Witherspoon is a tough sell at, at six. Try selling Detroit on a, a, a fourth 
first round tight ends of 2009. No, and you traded away Hawk. Yeah. To your to the team to, now. To your rival. To, to your, the, your competition the way, to win the NFC North this year. He played pretty well there, too. Exactly. He really did. <laughs> Here, here's my ideal first round with that, the Lions. I, I can't see them doing that. Here's my ideal first round with the Lions. That at yeah. six, they get Anderson or Carter. Okay. Right. And then I'd be on board with then that. they would trade up to get Joey Porter Jr. If they had to trade up to 13, 14, wherever, and they got him. I like it. There you go. I'd, I'd be very happy and with Anderson And then second rounders, second rounders, I would look at uh, O-line, wide receiver, slash tight end. Yeah, and you can, you can build some cornerback depth there too you can get a you can get a running back in that they have range, one third but, rounder right yeah yeah so and then I, they don't have a fourth and they have two fifths and two sixths but then you get it you're getting into stretching and i know you can yeah, yeah at that at that point you're hopeful that they contribute on special that they can make a roster right and, and or you you dream you get the mr irrelevant with brock purdy and then you look at a quarterback, probably, and that third round pick could be the quarterback. Could be, yeah, guy like Jalen Hall or Jaron Hall out or of somebody who's a BYU. third teamer. And then, so yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, or because uh, there aren't too many veterans left, Bridgewater, I assume, is waiting to see how the quarterback selection shake oh, out in the draft, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then he's going to know his value and where he can go and what teams need a quarterback right and and by the way that's smart of him because the teams that need the quarterbacks that didn't get one in the draft he's his value he, goes he's up way the heck the top of the list now and that that makes his value go so up because who's, who's in competition for bridgewater if you're the lions there's not a lot i mean whoever like a team that drafts a quarterback early might jettison a guy like sam ellinger out of could get out of uh Indy. Out of out of Indy, right? Um, the former Texas quarterback. Yeah, Tampa Bay could give up on Kyle Trask um, if they if they add but I don't somebody think nineteen. Either like, one of those guys aren't ready to come in and win games. You the, need, they're certainly you, not. Bridgewater as good, yeah. is the perfect type of guy I've been harping on, going back to when they signed Boyle. I, I would agree with that one hundred percent. He is the perfect guy that I would give a you know and some of those going rates for the better you know. The Andy Dalton, the Bridgewaters, they're getting like $5 million yeah. a year for two years. I'd be very happy doing that with Teddy Bridgewater. So would I, for, for insurance and protection. Um, I, I would prefer somebody young with upside, but if I can't get that and the Lions don't give me that, then, then give so me that. So what Teddy. do they do if Bridgewater does sign? I don't know who else. Uh, what, what, <laughs> they're going to try to sell you that Nate Sudfeld is the answer, or a guy that they take on day three is, is mm. the answer. Um, and that's, that's going to be a tough sell. Um, and I will tell you, I don't believe that i don't i am not a nate sudfeld guy they never trade with the niners for lance because lynn said hey no. uh you know we listen to everybody which sounded like hey there is an open market on lance they wouldn't trade for him right the thing that you have to remember about trey lance is that this is a guy who threw less passes in college than anthony richardson did in one year at florida and he hasn't thrown a pass even even if you add his NFL career in, see that's the Anthony Richardson thing where you get a athlete and you go, our coaches can make him an NFL QB, and that's right. what happened with Lance. So I agree. I don't think they deal for that, but I no, did. I, I don't think one that's of one of the trade when that story was you know hitting over the weekend into last week when there was the talk of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens traded him out of the AFC to the Niners for Lance. Ugh. I said, my lord, if you. It, that would kill the Lions' window. The window I'm talking about that's open, if Lamar Jackson ended up in a Niners uniform, 
with Samuel oh, yeah. McCaffrey. You mentioned Kittle. George Kittle. That line, they that have a good defense. Line. Oh, that, my God. Coaching staff. Like, no. Ravens need to sign. Sign yeah, yes. Lamar Jackson right now. That prospect sends a shudder down my oh, spine it's, it's as over. a Lions fan. Because that, that could be a Super Bowl team that uh, the Niners go win three of the next five Super Bowls. Right when the Lions' window would open, they'd have the road through San Francisco and unless it's like in the '90s when Dallas got all oh. got their triplets going and they had their great defense, you got to keep Lamar. You already got Jalen Hurts you're dealing with. And what about the Derrick Henry talk? They they know what they need to do. They see what Caffrey, McCaffrey means yeah. uh, to the Niners. What, what if Derrick Henry ends up? That's another one. Keep him out of, out of the NFC. You don't want him uh, with Hurts. No. <laughs> oh my God. There's a lot of talk now that, that Philadelphia would break character and actually take Bajon Robinson at number 10. That kind of scares me, too. <laughs> I agree. And that's why maybe there was the thought process on Henry. Maybe they did tinker with that. But they take Robinson at 10. So now you got the ability of Hurts to run and Robinson to run. Yeah. And you've still got... You've got A.J. Brown. You've got Devontae Smith. You've got Dallas Goddard. Playmaker. So now you're going down the path I'm talking about with the Lions offense. Yep. That you have you have J-Mo, but he, you miss six games with him. That Where are your top-shelf NFL playmakers? That yeah. is what is missing. I know we get hooked on corners, and we get, and I'm with you on defense. I even said I'd take Anderson or Carter and trade up and get Joy Porter Jr., but the one thing I think that's being overlooked, especially now it's more glaring with J-Mo out for six games, is that they don't line up with the best in the NFL with playmakers on offense. Yeah, they don't have that guy that's going to scare the defense. Jamison is when yes, he's playing. He yes, he is. To stay um, off the app. We're not going to we're not going to see him until Halloween, unfortunately. And what if he comes dressed up as a mobile phone to Allen Park? <laughs> With a casino that, logo that, on it, that lo- that loss is in my mind. It it because he he was like it, it'd be like you know well he did lose Tyreek Hill and Kansas City still was Kansas City but that he I think he was going to be a game changer for the Lions I really do I agree I think and to lose six games to more than the third of the season. That affects a team. But but there isn't another JMO that I see. We talked Johnson, Zay Flowers, you know, Mayor the tight end. I there's not another guy you can pick anywhere in the draft. No, there's there really isn't. Not in this draft. Unless no. you're looking at the running backs. I think Jameer Gibbs could be that, the running back from Alabama. Ryan Robinson, I agree with you. He's a stud. He's probably the best uh you know, if you ask me, the guy who's gonna help a team the most if they have a good O line. In year one, offensively, I'm talking not defensively, offensively, I probably would lean towards Robinson, or I think Mayer with the right quarterback. If you're the Packers, you're going to pair him up with unproven Jordan Love? No way. If you paired him with with Aaron Rodgers, that'd be fantastic. What about, I want to, next segment, hold that. I I want to get to Aaron Rodgers leaving the NFC North and talk about that more on the draft. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Facebook and Twitter. Follow him online, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Uh, Year-round coverage when it comes to the Lions and the NFL Draft. If you have a Lions NFL Draft question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. 
from Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With the shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. Got any plans for Mental Health Action Day? You do now. Join us online on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. for In Tune, a free live stream event featuring performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to find out how you can log in and join the celebration for free. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day. Take action. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org and join the celebration. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. visit breakingbenjamin.com get tickets now make sure you listen weekly to our moving ferris forward interviews with ferris president bill pink and other leaders who are moving ferris forward find out more about big rapids and ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu you're listening to the huge show on the michigan sports network We continue on our Wednesday broadcast being heard statewide on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, the free stream is there. You can listen weekdays at 3 online and anywhere in America where you get mobile service. And if you have the iHeart app, just search The Huge Show and you can listen live. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden, uh, Lions Wire Draft Wire. Uh, NFL insider in studio on the eve of the NFL draft that begins tomorrow. Don't forget about my huge NFL round one draft watch party inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub in Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Herman Moore, Devin Gardner, I think Calvin Johnson, Roy Williams, Lomas Brown will join us 
on the Zoom. Uh, half off wings, $2 drafts. It's going to be a big party at Soren Eagle tomorrow night in Mount Pleasant. It begins at 7 with our hour round one draft preview show, and then we'll break down the Lions' two first round picks and talk about where some of the big names go. That's tomorrow night beginning at 7 p.m. at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. That's pretty wish, I, wish I could be there for that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That it, sounds awesome. Yeah, we were recording <laughs> some of those interviews and. It's being done by people who have worked like on college game day, so it's going to be a big production. And That's uh, fantastic. Half off wings, $2 drafts. Uh, watch the first round. I think with the Lions picking at 18, I tell everybody, you know, the draft starts at 8. Uh, you're not going to get pick 18 until, what, 1030? Yeah. Uh, actually, our my colleagues at Chargers Wire have gone through and listed out the exact time that the picks are made. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't looked at the thing yet, but he, he announced that he was going to do that. Uh, yeah, but people, uh, you're, you're looking. The, the last pick usually goes off around 11:50 p.m. I was going to say close to midnight. Yeah, I think that's their window. What they look at, they look at that four-hour window. It's promotion for the Shield and the NFL brand, yeah. and I means I'll be so, up till five-ish. Yeah, writing stories. Yeah, uh, and then you get second. <laughs> is it second round Friday night? Second, second and third round. Starts. Second and third round. Second and third Friday. round. That's that's a that's a really long night because uh, you get less time in between picks. You only get five minutes per pick instead of fifteen. But uh, that's and they don't do Sundays now, right? They they ended on Saturday. They ended right? on Saturday is rounds four through seven. Didn't they used to push it in the Sunday. They did. It used yeah. to be Saturday and Sunday. Then they added Friday night, and then when they started moving it around, they moved it out of Radio City Music Hall. That uh, they sh- they shifted the format quite a bit, and uh, it's still cool, man. I can't wait. A lot of lot of interest in the Lions. You know, you look at the NFC North. We discussed it earlier. I want to get to it. Yeah, Rogers leaving officially now in New York Jet. Jordan yes. Love in. Your quarterbacks in the NFC North are Jordan Love, Justin Fields, his passing game, a question, his running game, uh, some of the best you've ever seen in the NFL. You got Kirk Cousins. You know, everyone writes him off, and all he does is answer the bell. He's done it in Washington. He's done it. Well, he did it at Michigan State. He did it at Washington, and he's done it at Minnesota. So with Rodgers leaving, your thoughts on the Lions as NFC North champions this fall? They should absolutely be the favored team to win it now. And I don't mean that as disrespectful to Minnesota because I do think that Minnesota is a pretty good football team, and I think they're in position in this draft to make themselves get back. One of the reasons why they fell off last year was because most of the good players that you know on their defense got hurt. You expect them to come back, and their defense is going to be better next year. But they can't they match with the Lions. They got Flores running their defense now, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's a very good coach. Very good coach. Uh, I am an admirer of their general manager, too. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is from Cleveland. Um, he worked with the Browns, but he also worked with the 49ers and has that sort of mindset, too, uh, that they're going to get better this, this weekend. Um, that, that's one of the other things that we, we don't necessarily take into account as Lions fans. We're going to be super excited about what we get. We tend to ignore what the other teams do, and I can see Green Bay having a good draft, um, especially now that they've leapfrogged uh, New England in the draft order. They're at 13 now instead of 15. That does impact who they get because I think that they're, they and New England are looking at the same players and they're now ahead of them. So that, they're going to get better, but they are not, they do not have the overall depth of talent on both sides of the ball that the Lions do. You're talking in Minnesota. In Minnesota and Green Bay. I think Green Bay's defense is really good. I don't. I'm not scared that much by their offense now. Um, what maybe, about the Bears? 
they're going to get better, but they're they're not there yet. Um, I, huge, you know this, and, and your your audience knows this. I am a Justin Fields. I I still think there's something good there. I really do. But they don't have much around him, and I know they've made some signings. That DJ that, Moore is a great pickup. DJ Moore is, is, yes, he is. And if they get offensive tackle at nine, and I think they're going to go there, and it works, that's going to help them a lot. But I don't think they're they're not ready yet to make that jump. I don't I don't see that. Uh, they have so many holes on defense. Uh, their leading sack guy last year was their rookie safety, Jaquan Brisker. They can't have that happen again. <laughs> so why why are the lines you mentioned? Uh, both sides of the ball, Lions have more talent. Uh, w- would that be the number one reason why you put the Lions in front of the Vikings going in to the 2023 season and why you would make the Lions NFC North champion favorite? Yeah, absolutely. And I think also the stability with what they're they're running back. Like they're not replacing quarterback. They're not replacing offensive tackles. They're not replacing at cornerback guys who are expendable. Their, their defensive front is largely intact, and if they add somebody better into it, that makes them even better. Like they, the way they finished, and people harp on the defense being bad last year. The last eight weeks of the season, they were a top fifteen defense. That's why they went eight and two, folks. It wasn't just the offense. The defense got a lot better, and some of the changes that they made at that time, John Kaminsky coming back, standing Aiden Hutchinson up instead of having him in line, moving Aline McNeil from the nose to the three, um, playing Rodrigo less in passing situations and keeping him on the field more in run situations. Those are all tweaks that all worked last year. Benching Jeff Okudo worked. They put Mike Hughes in. Mike Hughes isn't back anymore, but uh, they got... they. The defense was not the problem, other than the Carolina game, which we all will agree just needs to be erased from our memory banks because that, that was brutal. That was awful. No doubt about it. But the rest of the last half of that season, the defense was on par with how good the offense was. And I think that gets lost. Alex Anzalone said it perfectly at the end of the season last year. He's like, picture us. You, 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 you're, you're in a class. And you, you fail the first three tests, and there's only six tests, and you can't ever do enough in the last three tests to raise your grade up. That's exactly what happened with the Lions defense last year. They were so historically bad early that the fact that they were a pretty solid defense at the end of the year, it doesn't register because it doesn't show statistically because they were so bad early. Well, you remember when they were 1-6, you're in studio. We're talking about Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Uh, maybe time to move on him. Uh, you, yeah. you looked at the Seattle game. The Miami game, uh, both at home. You look at blowing the double-digit lead in the second half of Minnesota. You think how close this team was to winning the NFC North last year. Yeah. And now look at what they've added and the confidence and the chemistry they found in finishing 8-2. and two. What they did to the Packers on Sunday Night Football in America. I'm, I'm still banking on Lions-Kansas City opening game of the year. I, you don't I, think the I lines would, are big enough for it? I, I think that could happen. Absolutely. Um, I, I, Off of how fun. they finished? The only thing would be is if they could get a a Dallas. And I don't even know who's Well, Kansas more City of a plays. TV draw. Right? Yeah. But the Lions had great TV numbers. They did. In that Sunday night football. I'm talking national numbers. They drew very well nationally. Now, there was some, obviously. And Detroit is one of the biggest that. TV markets for the NFL in terms of how many sets watch the NFL. And specifically in Detroit. They really only watch the Lions. 
they don't watch a lot. That's what the, one of the things that I learned when I moved to Michigan back in 2003 for the first time. Y'all don't care as much about the other teams as what fan bases that were. So my background, I've lived in Cleveland, Indianapolis, Columbus, the Washington, D.C. metro area in Houston. I will tell you, every single one of those markets, the fans care more about what's going on with other teams and pay more attention and are more in tune with what's going on with other teams than what Detroit is in general. Detroiters like to focus on Detroit. And that's good, but it also, it, like, you're not going to, Detroit fan isn't going to watch, you know, they're not going to watch the Cardinals and the, and the Seahawks play. They're just not. They're going to have better things to do with their time. Um, they're not going to, they don't have that problem in Indianapolis. They're watching that game because there's nothing else to do. You know why I believe that? <laughs> I believe most of the major cities in America have a lot of transplants, and I don't think you get a ton of transplants to Detroit. I, I would uh, absolutely agree with that. And, and one of the, I learned that moving to Houston, where nobody is actually from Houston. They got eight million people there. Not one of them's from there. Uh, yeah, there's a very transient audience there. Uh, they just don't have in in Detroit. Like, there's not a lot of moving into the Detroit area anymore for a variety of reasons. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I think the Lions are going to get a lot. I would of, love to see them get that. Well, draw. the problem the problem is about more TV national TV games for the Lions beyond you know Thanksgiving Day. Rogers now with the Jets. They're going to throw them on national TV like every other week because you're talking about the number one TV market in America, in New York. And it's such a huge story, and I I get it. Yeah, but hello. And they're they're hello, good, too. Hello, AFC with Josh Allen, with Mahomes, your defending Super Bowl champs, with Joe Burrow. Uh, slow up, wait a minute, put a little groove in it that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets all of a sudden have become the best team in the AFC. Yeah, don't think that Joe Burrow can't play that chip or Josh Allen can't play that chip. We've been there. We've been the good team. Why Why are you putting the Jets on four times and we're only on twice? You, you better believe that's a valuable Man, chip. everything outside of J-Mo getting the six-game suspension and being stupid for gambling on team property – Everything is lining up. Rogers leaving. Yeah. I mean, you look at this where, as Lions fans, people just, is this real? Are you serious? You know, the draft is next year in Detroit off of what could be a great year. They have they have mojo that I've never felt in the offseason with the Lions. 100%. And that's why there's all this ramped up interest in this draft. And the fact you have two picks, right, at 6 yeah. and 18 and... I, you know, to me, I'm just looking at playmakers on offense, game changers, and I don't think it's been addressed. And I, I, I believe they felt okay. Yeah, we got all these possession guys. You know, add Mar- Marvin Jones Jr. Our tight ends are fine. We traded Hawk. We didn't miss him. Yeah, he did great with uh, the Vikings. And JMO now allows us to stretch the field, and we got all these underneath guys. And we added Montgomery with Swift. And Montgomery, I think, could be the NFL rushing leader with the Lions' offensive line. And you got play action, and boom, there goes J-Mo running by somebody, and you throw the deep ball, and you put a game away. That that's Now they don't have that. That dynamic is missing for the first for, six, for games. six That's, that's, six that's games. And then you, So he is able to practice throughout the preseason. He's able to get back in the building after three weeks of his suspension, but it's not the same. No, it isn't. It's not. No, and, and team's planning for him. You have to game plan for him with this speed. You absolutely do. That changes the way that you cover the other receivers. I don't know outside of St. Brown how many guys, and you're going to game plan for golf, uh, how much you're going to game plan. You're going to game plan for Montgomery. You know, Swift does have that house ability, 
So maybe he'll be motivated by Montgomery, knowing this could be his final. You know, it's he's, an audition. He's playing for his next contract, yeah, right? And so it's an audition. So we'll see. I'm just not. I'm yeah, not sold on the offense for that first six games without James. It's not a paralyzing move, but it definitely hurts. I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and adding a playmaker in the draft as, as insurance, I'm okay with that. I, I, I wouldn't do it in the first round, but if you can get me a guy who I can rely on to catch the ball down the field. Stretch the field. There's there's chance. There's there's options for that. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Twitter and on Facebook online. Lionswire.com, DraftWire.com. One of our Lions NFL insiders talking about the draft. Thank you, my man. Great, great to be in here, and I will. Uh, I'll see you Monday. Yeah, we'll see you Monday for a live recap of the Lions NFC North and the entire NFL draft Monday at three with Jeff Risden from Lions Wire. And also, DraftWire. If you have a question on Twitter for Jeff, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, if I have to spell Jeff, it's not with the G. It's not a guy that went to an Ivy League school. He went to Ohio and Athens, which is borderline West Virginia North. J-E-F-F-R-I-S. It's true! R-I-S-D-O-N. Ask a draft question tonight or now on Twitter, at Jeff uh, Risden. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app as we all get ready for the draft. NBA playoffs have been fantastic. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, they have a huge deal for new customers who are listening right now who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE. When they sign up, you'll be able to make a $5 NBA playoff pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that has it downloaded can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. New customers then can make that $5 NBA playoff pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with Code Huge. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet Issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Spend the money wheel and win up to $100,000 cash. Every Saturday in April from 5 to 11 p.m., one winner each hour will spin for the win and take home up to hundred grand. Whirl in for $100,000 money wheel only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? 
Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back wrapping up Hour 2 on this Wednesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes doing a stellar job. Thanks to Jeff Risden in studio. First two hours, if you missed any of our conversation, remember, all of our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.